hey, hey, what's popping, what's happening, what's happening, people? Okay, I'm a little excited to be here. Actually, I'm not a little excited. I'm quite excited to be here again. This is the second episode of um, my podcast, We're All Dead Anyway. And yeah, it's been a minute and uh, work and life has happened generally. I mean, coronavirus is all over the place right now. People barely talk about anything else. And I understand. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, That has affected me quite a lot. And I've not been able to record anything since. Partly because I've been working seriously from home. Yeah. But I'm glad to be back anyway. And I I have an exciting story to share later on. But before I do that, I'd quickly like to give you um, an intro into what I'm talking about, what the story is actually aiming to achieve, and why we're talking about what we're talking about today. Today's topic is exciting for all the right reasons, and probably the wrong ones too, but hey, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me let's talk about uh. (laughs) all right i'm just here making myself excited (laughs) all right but today we're going to be talking about sex yep it's it's uh, it's a funny subject and i know that we can't address everything i want to talk about in this one episode but I'll, i'll just you know just just give you a little off the top you know, and I I hope you enjoy the story. I, I really hope you enjoy the story. But let's do it this way. See, sex is one of the essentials of life. Whether you're an animal or a high animal. I mean, we're all animals anyway. But whether you are, you know, human or, of course, you can't be any other thing listening to this right now (laughs) i'm just kidding but sex is one of the essentials of life i mean we can't do without it so if even if even if uh it's really not your thing at some point even if it's for the purpose of reproduction yeah you're gonna have to do it and if it's for fun yeah you're still gonna have to do it and i find that see no matter what what it is you engage in sex for that thing single-handedly has led to a lot of bad decisions in life like sex rules the world man people do a whole lot of things for sex like people go out of their way for sex it's alarming it's crazy i mean that shit is fun yeah but come on why does it have so much hold? Why does it have so much power? Why, why does it have so much control over people? Well, uh, I hope at some point I'll be able to you know, bring someone in and we'll talk about this because I can't just be ranting about this all by myself. Kind of gets a little monotonous. But the big question I want to ask today is, what is it about sex that makes it worth the adventure? Yeah. yeah. See, of course, this 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 whole podcast is about moments, you know, living 
life's little moments the ones you regret the ones you don't regret but hey life is short so uh, we got to do what we got to do it is what it is it is what it is <laughs> so what is it about sex that makes it worth the adventure what is it about sex that makes people want to go out of the way you know I mean they say okay not they the Bible I think says uh, stolen waters are sweet that's somewhere in proverb and sorry um, I'm not trying to go religious here I mean we're not preaching but <sighs> guilty sex fam that is something that we're going to talk about um, so if you can I would really like to hear from you you know um, drop a voice note you know talk to me talk to me uh, if the world were to end today are there are there moments are there are there sexual moments that in your life you wish you did or didn't take advantage of i mean was there a time that you know do you do you regret not doing anything or do you regret doing something as regards sex i mean talk to me i'd really like to hear from you uh the story i'm going to share in this episode is i hope you find it intriguing uh let me know what you think afterwards I would really love to hear from you. Thank you. When I finally got home at past midnight, she was sitting on the corner of the bed with her back to the overhead frame and her legs tucked under the sheets. I saw that the broken bed lamp I had forgotten to fix for the past two weeks now lit up her side of the room. I resisted the urge to ask how she fixed it. She would have just looked at me and shrugged anyway. Then she would have handed me the invoice and told me she had to call the electrician since I was too busy to do it. It would have been a bad idea to ask, so I didn't. Sitting in her corner of the bed, her hair fell over her face so I couldn't see if she was mad or crying silently. Her eyes were fixed on her phone and her fingers made somewhat thoughtless movements. I could tell she was playing Candy Crush again. In the days that followed, this would be her silent treatment for issues we couldn't resolve. And by resolve, I mean issues that were too difficult to talk about. Questions I didn't have the answer to. Like that one time she raised her head from the game, looked me dead in the eye, and asked in a cold voice, Did you fuck her? I made an angry face when I finally figured out what to do. This was at least 10 seconds after she had asked the same question for the second time. I tried to appear as angry as I could because that was the only reaction I could muster as my mind drifted to the other night at the beach when a stray drunkard came too close to the car window to check why my car was bouncing by itself on the spot. It took me a while to realized that Sidechick and I had become a spectacle to the young men and women who were too drunk to whip out their phones and record free sex. We had gotten dressed in a hurry and driven off into the night, only laughing about it the next day when we were sure no one was posting it on social media. She had gone back to her game, leaving me staring at her like the fool that I was, not being able to make up a proper lie on the spot. I walked into the shower and sat under the running water for a while. 
My phone beeped from the top of the closed toilet seat. I wanted to ignore it. I wanted to smash it against the wall. I wanted to. It was her. My heart skipped as I unlocked the phone. Water dripping from my hair onto the screen. I didn't mind. A pair of firm breasts stared at me from my phone. I scrolled frantically. Drew three other pictures of her nudes. This girl. I tiptoed to the door and locked myself in. Knowing that Sophia would not so much as look up from her phone. But there was no time to deal with guilt at the moment. More nudes flooded my phone and I quickly reached for the soap in the corner. When I stepped out of the shower, she was fast asleep. Actually, I knew she wasn't. She faced the wall, and even though she had turned off the reading lamp, I knew her eyes were open in the darkness. I placed the phone on the wooden cabinet at my side and climbed into bed. The pictures, regrettably, had all been deleted, and the phone was clean. I sat up for a while, gazing at her bare back, wanting to run my hand through her hair and kiss her on the neck, but I felt filthy, unworthy. This wasn't me. I wasn't one to throw away five years of bliss for 50 minutes of hot sex on the beach with a crazy woman built like a goddess. Okay, stop, I thought. What was wrong with me? As I slid onto my side, turning my back to her, my heart pounding from regret and guilt, I totally knew I would do it again. September 16th. The plane had nosedived to 15,000 feet before going back up to settle at 22,000 feet above the ground. The captain had warned of slight turbulence at takeoff, but there was nothing slight about this. We were probably going to die. We were probably going to die and the only thing I could think of was not being alive to enjoy a full night with side chick in Abuja. I had to survive this flight. I glanced at her as her hand slid into mine. It was sticky and even though I knew she was afraid, my evil mind wondered if her sweat ran all the way down there. I thought I heard her mutter a prayer and it reminded me to focus on what could well be my last few minutes on earth. I closed my eyes, but was too proud to let her see me praying. So instead of moving my lips, I begged God in my head, if he could listen to me, to spare my soul if that plane dropped from the sky and we all didn't make it out alive. I begged him to accept me into heaven, keep me at the gate if he had to. Just don't let me go to hell. He must have decided to tease me a little, God, because the aircraft suddenly fell uncontrollably to some few thousand feet and we all lost it. I let out a quick burst of spirit-filled tongue speaking and lashed out at the devil violently. Sajik was crying to God for forgiveness in a language I couldn't quite place. When the plane steadied, none of us touched each other until we landed in Abuja. At the counter, we booked two separate rooms, and since we had both made it out alive, my head played with the thought of visiting her later that night. But I wasn't in a rush. 
we had just narrowly missed death. She must have been thinking the same thing. I had barely settled into the bath when I heard the knock on my door. I threw a towel around my waist and flung the door open. She was standing there, in a little, and I mean very little black dress, and a box of something that could pass as dinner. There was, I thought, thinking of how to start a conversation that would lead to a warmer evening, and she just walked into my hotel room looking like that. What a wonderful God. I plugged my phone into the socket to charge, and in that instant, texted Sophia that I had just landed and would speak to her when I checked in. That should buy me enough time, I thought. I went over to side check as she laid out the fries on the table and hugged her from behind. My left hand slid into her dress and a chill ran down my spine with my fingers unhindered, running into the moistness between her legs. She moaned softly and tilted her head backwards onto my left shoulder. I kissed her neck gently, then turned her around and lifted her onto the table. As I did that, her hands loosened my towel and went to walk on my firm stick. That's when my phone rang. I reluctantly broke away from her and walked to the bed to answer the phone. It was Sophia. I took a deep breath and answered in my most exciting voice. I sat on the bed and tucked my legs into the sheets. Sophia, without warning, switched the call to video. I spotted my brother in the background and I quickly signaled to Sidechick to take cover. She did, under the sheets. And this time, it wasn't her hands that played with my firm stick. It was her lips. August 15th, I had just turned 43 a few days earlier, and as I laid in bed, dying of lung cancer, Sophia sat by my bedside, playing Candy Crush. I looked at her, tears welling up in my eyes. This pretty wife of mine had always been there, and I had been nothing but terrible all this time, forcing her to retreat into her shell. We barely had conversations now. She had stopped complaining about my games and stuck to hers instead. Candy Crush. I reached out and touched her hand. She finally put down the phone and smiled at me. I felt my heart melt with guilt as I wept. She came to the bed and sat beside me, taking my head into her inflated chest. She told me it was going to be okay, and I believed her. There, in that moment of vulnerability, I told her everything, every single nauseating detail. I let them all out with a burst of tears. She pulled back and looked into my eyes. I froze as her eyes searched mine. If she decided to leave me now, she was totally justified. For about 30 seconds, she was silent. She just squeezed my hand tighter. And then suddenly, as if pricked by a needle, Sophia burst into a loud, disturbing laugh. She laughed so hard she fell off the bed to the floor and continued laughing. I was startled that I just sat up and watched her in utter confusion. She finally caught her breath 
and took my hands again. Honey, she said, I knew about your cheating long before you had the nerve to follow through with it. I was shaking now, but she wasn't done. I'm the last woman on earth who would sit around feeling sorry for herself while my entitled husband gallivanted around town with his two-timing piece he called a side chick. What do you take me for? A fool? I swallowed hard. I started to say something, but she placed a finger on my lips, and I stayed mute. Remember when I begged you to fix the bed lamp for ages? She asked. I was too stunned to speak. I nodded, and she continued. Well, I called the electrician. You were gone for too long. You weren't answering your phone, and it was cold. Let's just say he fixed more than the bed lamp that evening. I withdrew my hand from hers and moved an inch further from her. She chuckled. How does it feel? She asked. Does it hurt too? When I finally found my voice, all I could say was her name. But even that came out as a whisper. She squeezed my hand tighter and started to sob. I'm sorry, she said. Once I started, just like you, I couldn't stop. You couldn't stop, I repeated, and she nodded. Jide, she said. My heart froze. Our neighbor? Yes, Jide, our neighbor, she confirmed. Chinedu. Esther. What do you mean, Esther? I asked, adjusting uneasily on the bed. My mother? Women are more understanding, she replied. They understand the needs of other women. Sophia! I squealed. Oh, and this one I've had one time too many. Stop! I begged. I couldn't take it anymore. She was probably bluffing. You don't need to make this up just to get even. You think I made this up? She laughed again. How else did I know that the birthmark under your brother's penis is only visible when it's erect? She let go of my hand and went back to her game. Right now, the most important thing in the world to her was Candy Crush. I hope you enjoyed that story. Um, if you did, please leave me a voice note or a comment. Um, tell me what you think. Tell me anything you would, you, f you feel I can talk about uh, moments that you, f you feel um, is worth talking about before you die, before we die. <laughs> uh, my Twitter handle is Emeka October at Emeka Otoba. That's E-M-E-K-A-O-T-O-B-A. -E -E Hit me up, follow me, send me DMs. I would really love to hear from you. Thank you.